Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome back to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker on the phone. Heather, we've got more more scintillating sharing talk coming up. We do. You know, it was funny because we've been doing this podcast for, I don't know, about two years. And one day you said, you know, we've never talked about sharing. <laughs> and I thought, how could we have skipped that? Because, I mean, yeah, one of the titles of... of the book is It's Okay Not to Share. And the whole sharing issues and adult hang-ups about sharing. It's well, really an adult issue, not well, a kid issue. This will be episode four um, of the topic, got, so hopefully we'll get into it. writing all these books in the first place. So what are we getting into now? Well, for those who might not have caught the first ones, we were talking in general about the renegade sharing idea, which is letting a child have a toy until she's all done. And then child decides how long it is and decides when she's done, and then the next kid gets a turn. So that's the basic premise. But whenever we get into this, somebody will think, yeah, but how long are we talking about? And is there any time at which a long turn can be too long? Well, That's is the there? questions in the adult's mind. What's the answer? Well, time is really not measured in minutes for a child. <laughs> so a long turn might not even seem like any time has gone by at all. It's just the long turn is exactly the amount of time the child needed to finish with it. So there is no definite endpoint. It's when they're done. They're, it could go on for the next two seconds or 17 hours. Um, of course, there'd be some time for sleep in there. <laughs> but um, my childhood preschool, the ch- uh, school for young children, if a child is still not done playing with a certain toy at the end of the school day and they have to go home because it's time to shut down the classroom, turn off the lights and go home, then if the child is still wanting to play with that toy and it's pickup time and time to go home, they might say, are you done yet? If you're not done, we'll make a sign that says, save for Jack. And then you can play with it first thing when you come in tomorrow. So a turn doesn't have to end even just because it's nighttime. A turn can pick right back up in the morning if that child needs a super long turn. And there have been kids who go on for day after day don't think it's gone past a week, but it can go on for a long time, and that's okay. A long turn is just as good, and we should respect it just as much as a short turn. That is going to be a hard idea for some early learning programs to wrap their heads around, I think, because, it is. you know, yeah, at the end of the day, we, adult we, yeah, we got to, we got to pick up because the day's over and, and things have to be picked up and the blocks have yes, to be organized and, on the shelves and, and you can still pick up the toy that somebody's not done with, uh-huh. but if they're not done with it, 
tape a note on it, saving for Jack. Now, if Jack comes in the next day, um, it's important to say, Jack, remember, we were saving this for you. Are you still wanting to play with it? And he might be on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. But it's respectful to check in with him and see, did you still want that toy saved for you? Because if he doesn't want it, if he's not going to go right to it, we can't save that toy forever. Then it's just sitting on a shelf and nobody gets to touch it. And he's, But if he wants to go right to it, then you take the sign off and he gets to play with it some more. Yeah, I, I saw this over, over the last trip to Australia. We were doing a, a presentation at a center, and in their block area they had a a area roped off it must have been just about eight by 12 foot area of of a city i think it was two or three boys have been working on and it was it was marked off with some orange traffic cones i think with uh with some uh marking tape because almost like crime scene tape or whatever it was around it and then there was a handwritten note from the boys saying hey we're still working on this please don't destroy our city that they'd put up um as their day ended so they could come back and and apparently they'd been working on that city for for uh, for a, a couple days and that's that's just the normal way of doing things in this program and it's it's so respectful of of the process that the kids are engaging in right and there that's an example of of a team you know they're sharing the blocks or whatever they were building their city out of together Mm -hmm. but they want to keep working on it so it's not that one kid got to do it it's the whole group of them this they're working on this together so wonderful respect shown there um it's hard, though, because adults want, we like time limits. We like things to be kind of according to some sort of agenda that we think is fair. So long turns can be hard. Um, I have a chapter in my book called Let Her Hog That Toy All Day <laughs> and gets into some of these nuances and nitty-gritty things about how long is a long turn and how do we cope with that. Um, and why do kids do it anyway? Why what are some of the reasons that a child would take a long turn? Um, the one that I really like is that they really care about the thing. I mean, I've I've seen uh, uh, paint kids who are really into the paint and need to be at that easel for a very long time because they are just so they they fall into this uh, this uh, this flow where they lose track of of time and everything else that's going on in the world because they're so deep in to that thing that they're doing. I, I love those moments and being able to support them. Yeah, so that's the intense interest. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's respectful to allow them to continue their intense interest. I think sometimes parents particularly get worried, oh, but every day Susie goes in and all she does is paint or all she does is stand at the water table and well, she doesn't try anything else. Look at all the other amazing things she could be doing, and she doesn't take advantage of it. She's going to fall behind, and, you know, this is a crisis. Who's, who's, that, who's that Disney, the snow prince, what, what's that? Um, Elsa? Frozen? Elsa, Frozen? Yeah. Elsa. Um, I, I, ta- I think we might have mentioned this in the podcast before. Uh, one program I heard from, they had a, a little girl who'd been playing Frozen and had to have the Elsa dress every day for, I think it was, I think it was going on two months. That was her, I mean, every day that's what she played. And they're like, we're trying, but is it time to shut it off yet? And I'm like, is she still interested in it? 
And I'm like, okay, well, because they were getting tired. They were just as a staff, they were getting tired of hearing that song. Um, well, yes. <laughs> and, and they let it keep going. I, I don't know. It's been probably a year since that conversation. I might have to check in with them and see if she's, she's probably outgrown the dress by now at least. So I, I don't know what's going on there. But, but yeah, sometimes. Well, kids have a way of fitting into dresses that they've outgrown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, as far as just because that example brought up media and branding and all that, um, kids, if they're repeating a certain storyline over and over, maybe not just dressing up in the dress and taking the story into new directions, but just repeating the lines and being little robots with, with some TV show or mm-hmm. movie or video game, um, it can be a good idea to ask a few questions such as, how often does she watch this at home? Or, you know, because it's one thing to allow the child to follow her interest if she's still interested in it. And it's another thing to com- continually reinforce that interest with, with prepackaged fun. Yeah. So there's a balance there and, if it's something that... And even asking, the, asking the kids a couple questions that might help the play lead off in a, a more personally creative direction might, be, might right. be worth the conversation. Yeah. So respect the interest, but see what um, influences and, and um, might be... Uh, prolonging it in yeah. a way that, that the child could actually develop her own self more. Um, so here's some more reasons for long turns. Intense interest we covered. Um, practicing a new skill. Uh, I've seen kids who suddenly learn how to swing on a swing <laughs> or pedal a tricycle, uh-huh. and they just want to keep practicing it, and they just go, keep doing it over and over. Uh, I've seen kids who do it so long they, they need bandages on their hands or wear gloves because they're getting blisters yeah. swinging too much. So practicing a new skill, um, feeling uh, a sense of ownership. Sometimes somebody will find it important to have a long turn with a ball just so that nobody else can touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, that child's need at that moment is stronger to feel in control of something and to own something than it is to be part of the social group. Okay, that we all have needs to do both, but at that moment, the child's need for control is outweighing her desire to be part of fun group game. Yeah, that that popped a question into my my, my mind, Heather. Um, what how. When we're setting up that early learning classroom, there's there's a, a lot of I mean some of the uh, the uh, assessments and those kind of things want programs to have multiples of of just about everything um, for these situations. Do we need to have if we got eight kids in the classroom? Do we need to have eight balls? Uh, eight and eight is not necessarily a magic number. I do think that some basic toys, let's say you have a sandbox, mm-hmm. it might be smart to have more than one shovel. Mm-hmm. Um, some programs actually don't have balls at all because it changes the kind of play. I'm, I'm fine with balls. But, um, yeah, a ball like a shovel is another toy that there may be more th- than one of. Um, but you don't need to have a one-on-one ratio because also kids, if our sharing goes, and you've seen if this, it, it's kids often want an overabundance of something. Uh-huh. So let's say you do have eight necklaces or eight shovels or eight something, and one child may want all, all of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and because I, I I think when we when people organize their classrooms, they think they think well if I have if I have this many of these, then we won't have any problems. Well, you you still might because it's not that like you say that one to one relationship when they they want all seventeen uh, different balls that you have in the classroom. Um, and so I, I I think the whole idea of it, when it comes to equipping the classroom, uh, I, I like the idea every once in a while of, of planned scarcity where you do have a limited number of popular things just so there's the opportunity for somebody to have to have wait their turn once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Waiting turns has so much benefit. And, and kids also sometimes will play by standing nearby and offering ideas and comments, and friendships can develop that way mm-hmm. too. So you don't have to feel bad for somebody who doesn't necessarily have a, a thing. plastic something in their hand. Yeah. Um, there's there's other ways to interact. So th- this gets to an, another reason, actually, um, is some kids take long turns at something so that they can observe everybody else. So, for example, standing at the water table might be a way that they can safely look around the classroom and observe what the other kids are doing without actively getting into the fray. It can be a safe spot for observation or being at a table with Play-Doh and then they can look around the room. So sometimes they take a long turn somewhere because they actually just want to observe all the activity around them and, and learn about that. So the, lo- the long term with the Play-Doh becomes their cover for watching the, yeah. watching the, the life of the classroom? It's a safety cover. It can be for, uh-huh. for some kids. And uh, the big one, of course, why kids take long turns is because they've never had a chance to take a long turn before. <laughs> Maybe at your classroom, you allow them to have long turns, but at home they can't. So you'll see that the kids who aren't allowed to have a decision about when they're all done and that's when their turn's over, those are the kids that tend to take the longest turns. So it's, it's this luxury that they don't have any place else in their lives that they can, they can enjoy in your space. Right. And as we mentioned in some past episodes, testing you. Uh-huh. If you're in a transition time, they'll <laughs> take a long turn just to see how long it can be. So what, how do we, were, were there, I don't want to move on, but if you, if you had more, were there more on the list? Um, I think those are the main reasons I think that the kids will, will take long turns. How it, is there, I, we talked in the previous episode about that transitioning to, to, uh, to the renegade sharing. How do we, is, is there other tips we should share for supporting, enabling long turns in our program if that's a new thing for us or at home with our own kids? Well, some of it's going to be the adults feeling comfortable and, uh-huh. and saying things like it's okay to have a long turn. Um, sometimes the waiting child may get really fed up with waiting. <laughs> She's still using the blue bicycle. I've been waiting all morning <laughs> for the blue bike. Um, and you can say, yeah, she's having a really long turn on it today. But I know when it's your turn, you can have as long a turn as you want. Mm-hmm. I'm just repeating those words so both kids can hear. Um, but also, you can at some point it's okay to say, you can tell her you're tired of waiting. You can let her know. That's not a rude thing. That's a gaining awareness of others. Maybe it's instead of saying you have to be done at a certain point, it's okay for another child to start to understand that her actions impact others and that somebody's getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't mean she has to give it up. Yeah. You can still reinforce those rights. But for her to hear, um, you know, tell her you're tired of waiting. She doesn't have to give it up, but let her know that you've been waiting all morning and you'd really like a chance before, before lunchtime. Yeah, that awareness is a valuable thing. Now, I do want to, with long terms, mention about um, screens. Because, um, and this may be more for at home, it depends how much screens are in classrooms. Mm -hmm. But as far as how long a child wants to have a turn, this does not apply to technology screen type play. Because they've studied kids that they will actually um, continue to play with a screen when they're hungry or, you know, they won't stop. They'll just binge on it, at, and some kids will at some times, and just don't come to a natural end. It's because the, 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 things they're looking, the things they're looking at on those screens are, are designed to give their, their busy little brains periodic rewards, which squirt out pleasure chemicals, and, and that kind of locks them in sometimes, huh? Yeah, it has a unique pull on the child uh -huh. that, that a regular toy using their own efforts and energy and imagination is a lot more effort, and they will be done at some point. But with the screen, they can sit there and keep tapping the screen and pushing buttons. Mm -hmm. um, it can go on for hours. So when I talk about a long turn is as long as a child wants, the rules are different for screens. I just wanted to mention that. And so what should the rules for screens be? Well, that that gets into the second <laughs> book, a whole chapter. The, it's okay to go up the slide in technology sections. In brief, young kids, even in our modern world, really don't have much need for screens, especially during playtime when they're exploring their biggest interests. Um, it needs to come from the child. So... You can say, oh, yeah, you know, a certain amount a day. You can say, I don't do it at all until they're 22, and then they can learn it. You, mm -hmm. know, you can be all over the map as far as what your personal uh, ideas are for screens, but know that the evolutionary development of a young child has uh, very little use for a screen, and so the, the less they have, the better, the younger they are. Yeah, and the, 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 the reality is there hasn't been uh, enough good, solid research done on the long-term impact of screens for us to really know what, what the, the long-term payoff for lots of screen time is. So, so the, the general recommendation is, is less is probably better no matter what the age. Right, less and later. Yeah, And yeah. I think that um, if you look at the example of some of the tech giants, you know, Steve Jobs and others when, when he was alive, but other tech people, tech executives today, they, um, they're wholly into screens, but they um, aren't putting them in front of their own, own children. children get it. Yeah. yeah, and they send them to Waldorf nature-based preschools, and, you know, they, they, they make sure that their kids, I think they have a trust that this stuff is pretty easy. Uh -huh. Even old folks like us can pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that you need to teach, like, how to chew your food <laughs> at a young age. It's just... It, it's not something they're going to fall behind on, whereas the underlying social, emotional, and problem-solving skills um, need to be figured out in real lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so long. That's just part of the long-term discussion. Yeah. So, anything else in this long-term discussion, as part of our sharing discussion, that we should dig into before we wrap this episode up? Yeah, I think uh, waiting lists can really help with long turns. 
Um, and to watch how kids will interact with each other. For example, um, there's one hose for the sandbox, and each kids are you talking about scarcity of mm-hmm. resources. Kids will interact um, and talk to each other in different ways and play with each other in different ways if they know that they have to go through Joey because Joey is the one with the hose today. You know, they'll the play develops and gives kids a chance to try different roles and 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 negotiate and interact with each other. So there's a lot of good that can come from long turns if we can change our thinking about um, our adult thinking that it's something unfair. Uh-huh. There's a lot of benefit to the kids. Well, there you go, people. That's uh, four episodes on sharing. So I, I guess our negligence for not digging into the topic sooner has been uh, has been overcome a little bit. I'm sure it's something that I mean, it's stuff we've t- touched on in in past episodes, and that stuff we'll keep circling back because there's there's so much there. He, there's so much there here. <laughs> there's so much yummy nougat in this. T- topic and uh and 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 so much that we'll probably return to in other episodes anything else to for the good of the order before we wrap up heather i think we're all set um we're glad to share this with you (laughs) i see what you did there hey this has been renegade rules thanks for tuning in back soon with another episode bye-bye bye thanks for listening we'll be back next week with another episode Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.